da 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 From Chris and Andy's world, I present The Blue Baggers, a show dedicated to the Carlton Football Club, the old dark navy blues, the blue boys. So strap in, crack a tinny, relax, tally-ho, gents. Transmission beginning, three, two, one... Hello and welcome to a well overdue episode of The Blue Baggers. I'm Chris and I've got Andy here. Yes. Why have we taken so long, Christian? Ah, uh, look, there might have been a holiday to Canada in the mix, so a five-week holiday, so that excuses us, doesn't it? Well, you went on the holiday, not me. I've been waiting to do this podcast for a while, so oh. thanks for coming back. Oh, well, yeah, my <laughs> apology up front for you. I'm sorry. Uh, we've missed a fair bit. We um, Last show was obviously the last game of the year. Lost to Geelong. We've had a, a Which bit... Which is disappointing. Very disappointing. But in the in the meantime, we've had BNF. Uh, congratulations to Cripps again. Just took it over Kerno. Um, but did you watch the Brownlow when you were overseas? I did watch the Brownlow when I was overseas. I really thought Cripps was going to steal it there for a, for a yeah, second. Yeah, it did look like it at one stage. But uh, we knew he had a few of those games where he didn't play and he was... Then came back from injury and uh, just didn't quite perform to his usual output. But no, no, he didn't. But he, he um, third is very, uh, very commendable, and it's just good to see Dangerfield not win. To be honest, oh, I agree with that one. And you had a few dollars riding on it, so you're okay with that. Yeah, I, I had a, I think I had a five dollar bet on um, uh, on Cripps to win the Brownlow and Walsh to win the Rising Star. So it wasn't to be. You were close. Yeah, it was close. It was would have been a, wouldn't have been a huge win, but uh, would have been just. Good for the club to have a, a Brownlow and a rising star in the same year, but not to be, hopefully next year. He takes the MVP, the player's MVP, so not a bad consolation, really. And, I don't know, do you hold, do you hold the MVP slightly higher than the Brownlow? In a way, I know it's not as prestigious, but... Look, I, I do, and I think it's becoming more prestigious. Um, you know, it's uh, what the players think versus what umpires think. So, you know, it's a, it's a dilemma and that discussion that keeps going on, I guess. Does it usually, or has it ever married up? Good question. Um, you're the stat man. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if... Um, I know Ablett's won it a couple of years. Who won last year? You'd have to think it has. But it, it would have, but um, obviously it didn't this year. But, you know, for your peers to say that, you know, he voted the best player of the year, it's a uh, pretty high... Uh, yeah, praise and just yep. reward for what was another outstanding season. And uh, let's yep. hope he takes out the Brownlow 2020. And injury-free. Injury-free. That's all we can hope for, really, isn't it? So we're coming pretty fresh off the draft. What what's your initial thoughts on oh, it? Oh wow, what a, what a couple of weeks really! What a couple of weeks to be a blue bagger in uh, the highs and the lows, and uh, yep. there was a huge amount of hysteria. I think the dust has settled a little now. But, it has, um, yep. Geez, I know we both had sort of slightly different or opposing views. You know, come what was it seven forty probably on the yeah. Wednesday night? Yeah, it was a it was a really nerve wracking um, thing to watch, wasn't it? Jeez, um, I set the timer on my phone, and you know we got down to seven. 26 p.m. with four minutes to go and we still hadn't still hadn't traded for martin we still hadn't got papley and and it didn't actually move yeah look up there. to up to 10 minutes to go i was still pretty confident that both deals were done and it was just part of the uh, afl manipulation of uh, draft night to to get a bigger audience and to make a bigger sort of you know grandstand a little bit but i uh, come about four minutes left i thought no nah, we're in trouble here yeah, and speaking of the uh, afl grandstanding a bit it was pretty uh, ordinary i think that they held off uh, trade negotiations till after 3 p.m. Um, oh, no, you're not a big fan of it. No, I thought it was... Uh, a little contrived? Contrived. Uh, just just let let it go. I mean, I think it... 
it went for a yeah. while. It was just built up and, and not much happened the first week. It was quite boring. We, I think everyone wanted it over. Um, and then to, to hold it off just for, for television rights and I don't know, just... It didn't sit well with me, to be honest. Look, the trade, the trade is period is what it is. Um, and it happens every year. We have the same sort of discussions about it. It's probably not much of a spectacle if uh, all trades are done and you've got two hours to fill of nothing. But yeah, it, yeah. it, it is contrived. And do you think it goes for too long? Ah, uh, that's that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, you know, if you had it shorter, I think we'd still have the same issue. Mm. Clubs holding off. Um, you know, it's it's a game of chess, really, isn't it? And clubs trying to hold their nerve to the last minute and see who blinks first. So I'm not sure it'd make too much of a difference, but yeah, look, yeah. It, it possibly does. Yeah, I mean, last year was obviously a lot more exciting. I think I think it was like 20 deals got done in the last couple yeah. of hours. And, and this year just, um, you know, for other clubs, it was exciting. For Carlton, um, it was exciting, but it just uh, didn't kind of go the way that we probably anticipated. So what's your initial kind of thoughts after the draft? Well, look, immediately afterwards, I was thinking, oh, it's, you know, Soss gone a bit too hard and, um, you know, not being fair, not being reasonable and tried to sort of lowball too much. But, um, yeah, like, I wasn't as upset as a lot of Carlton fans yeah. were. Yeah, I was, and, I was pretty upset, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you were. I was really, I was disappointed. Um, yeah, I really think we needed um, Papley in the team. I know it was it was always going to be a hard, hard um, trade when someone's still contracted. Um, and also Martin. Look at Martin. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on Martin a bit later because obviously there's other methods that we can. There's a plan B there. Yeah, there's a plan B. Um, we kept pick nine, which is um, you know, Sosa said that was always kind of the plan to to go into the draft with pick nine. What we do with that pick nine, obviously, is yet to be seen. But ultimately, it the deal didn't get done because of Sydney. Yeah, well, and and Essendon as well, and it was always going to be linked to that. You know, in the once the dust does settle as we've said um you know a lot of more information comes out and uh, clubs speak a bit more freely than they do during the period so it was it was always going to be linked Carlton identified their man their player they put forward yep. what was a fair reasonable offer Sydney were happy with it but it was just one of those deals that was completely dependent I mean the fact that Sydney were willing to trade pick nine without having pick nine well that's exactly right. Essendon indicates that they were going to accept pick nine for Papley which I don't know if that where Nine's pretty high. Well, it's going to be nine, and probably there's something coming back. So probably you know a second rounder. Yeah, coming coming back to. Us I would have been happy. I would have been happy with that. And to then be I think the Martin trade probably does get done. Then yes. even though yeah. you know we offered a future second and a third, I think we had got that pick twenty five. We might have offered that one for Martin. Yep. Anyway, so look, you know, it wasn't to be. He would have suited us. We identified him, but I think definitely we've identified the right target. And to yeah. think that you know a lot of Carlton supporters are just wanting to get rid of that number nine pick because they want the immediate growth now. But I mean. If there was no one else that they wanted... Yeah, there's then- no, no point in, in wasting it. And look, and, and pick nines, by no means, they are... It's a, I mean, Cripps was pick 13. We got Kerner, we got Mackay for, for over um, well, over pick nine. Yeah, so, yeah. I think they were... What was Mackay? was 12 10, or so, something 10, like that. And yeah. Kerner might have been 12. Yeah, um, thereabouts. You might so, good players. And, and look, we've seen um, Sam Walsh come in and make an immediate impact into the team. I know he's probably... You know, and even Connor Rosie to a, to a degree. So yeah, yeah, there are those players, there are players that can make an immediate immediate impact. But yeah, look, exactly. Don't get rid of it if it's not what yeah. we're after. Yeah, well, look, it's it's an asset at this stage. It's not a player yet. It's pick no. nine, so it's an asset. There's still plenty that can be done with it. You know, we might uh, trade up and pick up a few later first rounders in a swap for it to uh you know depending on the players we've identified in the draft it might be traded for next year's first somewhere else which then gives us two first picks and a very strong hand to bring in yep. you know 
may have been Ollie Wines. Yeah, so that was um, that was a big story, wasn't it? Saying that he wanted to come. Yeah, to it just suddenly popped up, didn't it? Yeah, so look, I mean, that's something would be mad not to look at next year. He didn't have a great year this year, but he obviously had a restricted preseason because of his uh, his boating, his water skiing, water skiing um, injury. But yeah, it's it's exciting to have players like that of that caliber actually wanting to come to Carlton. And then that's my- been it's it's been a long time since we've really been a destination club. And he's a former Blue Boy, and um, yeah. there, there must be something to it, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So yeah. um, there, there has to be something, and that might be something they're looking at next year, and that's where that potential. Uh, Everyone wants out of Adelaide. Yeah, well, yeah, and not, ju- not just uh, mm. the Adelaide Football Club. Yeah, so that's definitely um, definitely something we'll look at next Could year. Could you imagine Crips and Wines lying yeah. in that midfield? Yeah, it's... Uh, it just Bruising. gives us that, yeah. It gives us that um, another kind of big mid and makes it pretty hard for the opposition who to go to. If you know you don't want to leave either of them uh, untagged, and we'll go get on to um, to Jack Martin. So we said that obviously the deal didn't get done there. Gee, aren't aren't the Gold Coast uh, the big boys now? Yeah, well, really, really held firm. What what did they? So what do you think they wanted? So, yeah, so, I mean, so the talk was we offered a future second and a third, and by industry standards, uh, everybody agrees that that's a very fair and reasonable trade. Um, For a player that it was dropped was dropped and wants out. Yeah, and, and he's not contracted. So, yeah. contracts finished there. Uh, it's different too, the Papley situation. Yeah. And now it looks like, or, I mean, wherever, they're obviously not going to pick him up in the in no, the pre-season. No, they've, they've played hardball and they don't have a plan B. We've yeah. gone and negotiated fairly and we do have a plan B. So, And they're going to, at the end of the day, they're not going to get anything for, for Martin now. No, no. And I think, look, if this trade had been proposed last year in the same situation, uh, things might have been a bit different. But I think, uh, you know, maybe the Gold Coast have just got an abundance of picks that yeah. they can, or they felt that they could just uh, play hardball and, you know, pump their chests out a little bit more than they otherwise would have. Yeah, and, and they did they came out and said they, you know, they're trying to make a stand and you, I kind of you respect that to a degree, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure a pick's better than nothing, isn't it? And yeah. for a player that isn't going to play at your club next year and you know, that's just the, the cold hard facts and they're going to get nothing for him. Yeah, and look, to be honest, it's screams of sort of that AFL manipulation and that handing over of all their picks has uh, yep. just completely changed that whole situation now they would have otherwise negotiated they've just got so many picks that they can yep. they can do that which I mean yep. we, we won't touch too much on the, the, the loot and the bounty that they've received from no. the AFL but uh, they've done pretty well though yeah, look, you know, we all know the AFL's got a very vested interest in uh, the Gold Coast Suns doing well, and yep. I don't think any other club that wasn't financed by, financed by the AFL would have received such a, you know, yeah, such big, a, big bounty. Such a picks. treasure chest. Yeah, treasure chest, that's exactly right. So, where do we see Martin? He's obviously, I think, we'll, we'll go to the preseason. Yeah, look, it certainly looks out the preseason draft will put a figure on his head that won't be matched, that Melbourne won't be able to match, that the Gold Coast, I don't think, we'll be able to match anyway. And so, we're, nor I, I think we're, the figure they're throwing is 700,000. Yeah, and look, it, how, the trick will be in how that's shaped, whether it's, a, it's you know, you put a one-year at a very it, yep. high right? because I think what they do now is uh, the AFL, it's what's the average... Uh, wage yep. over the years that they're signed, so it's not just what will be that front-loaded one. But if yep. you do sign for one year at a high rate with a you know a gentleman's agreement yep. um, of signing on after that for lower money, then that might be the way you do it. But look, you'd hope that we've got our figures right and we're aware of uh, the salary cap and what others have to make sure that that deal happens. Do you think seven hundreds 
what would you oh, think? I mean, look, if it's a 700, that's, all, that's a lot of money for, you know, as a player. Yeah. We've said he's 25 and still, you know, has question marks over him. You don't want to be getting to that no. age. But his best is very good. We've got Eddie Betts in there. That sounds like that was a, you know, a big reason for, for why he wanted to come to the Carlton Footy Club. So uh, Eddie Betts is your role model. He wants to be there. Change of scenery. Yeah. How good is it having Eddie Betts back? Are you excited? Oh man, I'm pumped. I mean, we, we, we touched on this towards the, yeah, one, of the end, yeah, yeah. one of our shows towards the end of the year last year about the possibility, and we weren't a hundred percent sure there. But well, I think you know, I, I think I said the the romance of it was just um, you know it's too good. You were, you were, I think you were definitely more keen than I was at that yeah. stage. But um, yeah, look, I'm excited. It's going to bring fans back. It's going to bring members. It's just a nice finish to someone's career who is. Still, in my eyes, a blue bagger. So there's a huge amount of bromance yeah. there, and it's, it's you know from a footballing point of view, it makes a lot of sense. We get instantly get a player. We're not waiting for a few years for them to develop. Yep, we've got a player who can crumb, can kick a lot of goals. Yep, and, and we and we missed that this year, didn't we? That's exactly we, right. We've got the tools to bring it down, but we just didn't have the probably uh, didn't have the caliber of play the small forwards. Um, yeah, to and actually you've got to think our tools are young. And inexperienced. And yep. you have someone like Eddie Betts. Everyone's thinking about uh, Eddie Betts mentoring Jack Martin uh, yep. and the likes. But I think he's, you know, they will get most reward from him being there in the forward line and directing our tools. And, I mean, you know, Eddie Betts played, I think he played 21 games this year. Um, obviously got dropped. He kicked 37 goals. Yeah, in, in, in a team that was just, which was going backwards. Exactly. Um, and we kicked, our highest goal scorer was Mackay, kicked 26 so, I mean, Betts is, you know, the the last few years where he's been in Adelaide, he's, he kicked obviously 37 in 2019, 29 in 2018, 55 in 2017, 75 in 2016, which is just and yeah, which is incredible for, for a, a small, small forward, forward. Um, 63 in 2015 and, and 51 in 2014. So Eddie Betts, in his time in Adelaide, has kicked more... Uh, his goal tally at the end of the year is higher than any Carlton player. Yes, so throughout that period. He's he's going to make an immediate impact. Um, there's no doubt about that. If he kicks 30 goals, which um, he's obviously average, has averaged higher than that um, in the past. I know it's you know he's, he's that one year older, but you know if he kicks 30 goals, that, that can be a massive difference in, in win or, wins or losses, yeah, particularly well, when we lost a couple of really close ones this year. Yeah, well, it gives us another two or three wins. If it does, then that's going to be a huge boost for us moving yeah. up the ladder as well as that sort of internal growth. And look, we're not expecting him to kick 70 goals. You'd be no, mad no, to think that's the no. case, but up, like you've gone through with those numbers, he produces something similar to that. That's uh, yeah. certainly an improvement, and that's just great having Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts back, yeah. Eddie Betts. He, um, one a fan favourite, so it's great great to have great to have Eddie back, and we've also got um another bloke from Hawthorne. Yeah, Mark Pitnet, and not Pitnet as I've been informed. The Pitnet would be the French version, and Pitnet is the Italian version. So he's he's, oh, really? he's come to the right club. Yeah, he um he obviously is replacing Big Andrew Phillips, Big Phil. Uh, yeah, look, and Big Phil's a cold hero, one of our favourites. Uh, yeah. It's awkward, ungainly, aggressive, big yeah. red hair. And he's he's obviously been given a um, a two year contract as opposed to the one year where we were offering. So you can't blame him for um, for moving on. And he probably always was a little bit stuck behind Cruiser. Um, you know, he just really stuck in that kind of uh, the twilight zone, wasn't he? Yeah, and look, it sounds like the exit interview that uh, you know that one year deal was offered to him, and he was okay with that. But um, look, I've got no problems if you get 
you know, a two-year deal, better financial terms. You're going to take that as a professional footballer. What is he? He's 28, 29 years yeah, of age. Yep. Um, so, look, we only offered the one. He got offered two elsewhere. Yep. He still live in Melbourne. And, uh, look, you, you can't blame him. And certainly, sort of, you know, thank him for his services and uh, yeah. a few laughs along the way. Watch yeah, him. He, um, gee, he, was, he was aggressive, wasn't he? He was aggressive. He was always good he to see him. He just wanted a big fill hit every yeah. now and then. Oh, he was great. And, look, Pitnet sounds like, obviously, you know, you were saying earlier that, he was on the list at Hawthorne for a reason. Uh, they don't muck around. If he, if he couldn't play, they would have got rid of him. Yeah, and they, they wanted him there, so I think they're disappointed, which is another good sign. Um, yep. We signed him for two years. He's 23. He's been in the system for five years now. He's, uh, you know, you'd think he's ready to really step up. And as a backman, we've sort of picked up a, you know, a reserve ruck who's five years yep. younger and yeah. you know, ready to go. And we, need, and we need a ruckman because... Uh, Tom DeConning obviously isn't ready at the moment. Cruiser is our number one ruckman, but he's injury plagued. We know that. Um, you, you, you expect Cruiser to at least miss five games a season. Yeah, and that, that's probably a good case. Yes, scenario. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's ready to go. He'll have up. He'll have opportunity at Carlton, no doubt. As a result yeah. of that, but like you said, we've got DeConning who's younger, so the age profile certainly makes yeah. sense that way. Um, and you know, we got rid of Matthew Loby, so we're probably still one ruck down on what we were carrying last year but whether that's an issue or not and DeConning is a year older so he can probably pinch it if it needs to for a yep. couple of games um, if they put him there yeah um, there's another name that's been thrown around a bit is uh, from St Kilda yeah Jack, Jack, Jack Nunes Jack Nunes Jack Nunes what do you think of him look to be honest it's it's a strange one we've had this discussion and um, we know him having been at St Kilda, we know yep. he was sort of part. He was a, a cog in that rebuild that they were trying to do yep. originally when they went to the draft and picked up a few. So what is he? Twenty five. Played a, played a lot of games. He's played over. A, I think he's played one hundred and fifty five games. Yeah, well, so he's, he's been he's been around and he's been durable. I think he played yep. one hundred and twenty three in a row and was sort of at that stage of the the longest serving player, sort of consecutive yep. games in a row. So you know, durability is always a good thing, and you know. It's, but he's one of those ones. It's a little bit hard. I can't really picture him. Well, we don't much. really watch a lot of. I personally don't watch a lot of St Kilda football. Um, obviously, I've seen him play when when Carlton plays St Kilda, but there's, I don't don't know a whole lot about him. He, he seems like he's pretty a pretty good user of the ball. Yeah, um, I mean, the, which the, the, is always something we could we could use. Yeah, yeah. Look, and the raps are on him that he's got you know elite endurance and and speed. Yep. And if you can use the ball well, it's a pretty good combination that way. And it's certainly something, it's a spot on the list that we're still looking for, I think. Um, you know, that outside, that's why we've gone for a Martin, not comparing the two. But, yeah. you know, a couple of players on the outside who can run all day and, you know, a bit of, a bit of zip. We're um, having a chat to a couple of uh, mates who are Carlton supporters on grand final day. Um, we had Paddy Dow in the grand final sprint. And we... It brought up the discussion: is who really is quick at Carlton? And you and I were talking about Mackay's extremely quick over, you know, twenty meters. McGovern, yeah, quick. McGovern's surprisingly quick. But these but are your tools. We aren't really they? don't have a lot of leg speed. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that we uh, we're obviously trying to address um, by getting players like Jack Martin and things like that. But who else would you say is a is a really quick? Yeah, there are two. Uh, don't say Cam Paulson. No, well, he doesn't. Play, no, he doesn't play enough. Quick of feet, not of mind. So. Cam Paulson's obviously very quick, but in terms of 
we just really no, you're lack- right you're right and that's that's the thing i mean even in a couple of those games towards the end of last year that we won yeah we could still noticeable that our leg speed you know and we were getting caught on the outside i mean you can say yeah we won them but there are there are periods of the game where you went gee it'd just be good to have a few flies yeah. out like when there. we had yaron um just him coming off the half back and just speed just i mean i was really big on getting um sad a couple of years ago before he went to essendon for that reason, and I think he's been a great pickup for Eston, but just that speed off the back line, um, it just it cuts up, you know, it cuts up the defense. You break lines, and yeah, and it makes it hard to coach against as well because you know modern day coaching, you, you get players back, but if you can break a few lines and get it over the top, um, you know, get it over that defense, then you, you're going all right. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of also brings up um, another player that has been thrown around in the media a little bit. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Bunnell. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's it's a it's a long shot of potentially happening, but you got to do your due diligence. Would you want get, him? I'm not sure. I don't think so. On face value, probably not. Yeah, um, oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit the same, but that's again addressing, you know, a quick player. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of the actual football side. It definitely addresses the need, but I mean, he's not played much in three years. In three years at Frio, he's played two games, I think. Yeah, and look, you know, he's, look- so he's had he's had injuries. He's obviously had other issues, uh, which we don't need to go into. But I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't. Yeah, I think, I don't look, I think you look at it as risk versus reward. Yep. And I think there's a huge risk, and I'm not sure the reward. Is there, you know, if everything went perfectly, yes, but I think it's a, yeah, like it's a significant risk with a young group. The thing is, I can see a a club like Richmond picking him up and he'll just turn into uh, the player that he was always supposed to be. Um, And they've got a good track record. Yeah, they certainly do. A good track record of doing that. And are they in a different position to us, though, that they could take a risk? Well, they can. And I just don't think we are in the position to be taking that risk at this stage where, you know, We've done everything right to to really build the foundations in the drafts and and, and doing everything properly. To I, I just don't know. I just two games in three years. It's yeah. You look at those stats and a lot of soft tissue injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I I wouldn't be. Yeah, is it a no from you? Yeah, it's a no for me. But if we did sign him, would you be a little excited? Thinking, oh, be, old, it, you know, yeah, absolutely. Research has been done and they were confident. Yeah, so it's a he's a, he's a bit like we're saying with you know Martin in terms of his best is very good. Um, but it's just about whether the, the consistency is there with, you know, and I don't think it's worth the risk with with Harley, but yeah. Yeah, I tend to share the same opinion. So we've been talking about, uh, you know, that, that trade period yep. and the upcoming draft and negotiations. How do you uh, rate Sauce's performance? I think we can't. Well, Sauce and team. Let's... Yeah, I, I don't think we can really judge yet until after the... Uh, National draft in the in the preseason draft. If we get Martin, if we get Martin in the preseason draft uh, for free, technically speaking, I think it's been a really good trade period because then we've we've technically um, we've landed two out of three of the targets. And and again, Papley was always going to be difficult. Yep, he's a contracted player. Um, you know, it was a bit of a pie in the and sky. Can, kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, once again, I don't think you can fault Sauce. No, for no, that. no. And look, and like we said, that. Ultimately, those deals um, were determined by Essendon and, and Sydney. We were just tagging along on yeah. those deals and so, it didn't get through. But at the moment, I'm I'm a bit disappointed in what we've got. We've got Eddie Betts, who I'm really excited about. Um, you know, uh, even and the big fella Pitnet. 
it's, it's interesting though because it sounds even with Eddie Betts there's a lot of discussion at the club and possibly possibly sauce reluctance at first he yeah. needed to be talked into it by David Teague well it, it's so, kind of going against everything that we have been doing in terms of targeting youth and you know we, we, ultimately Eddie's going to be a 34 year old so he'll be 33 next year he'll play the whole season as 33 oh will he okay yeah. well 33 um, it, it's it's not what we've been doing it's probably not what sauce has been um, trying to do in the last couple of years but obviously um, I know Teague was his good mates with him and um, he really would he'd be a pretty good judge yeah yeah exactly and uh, I, I think we we do need it because I think that probably our issue is that we've we've we haven't picked up those kind of mature players um, and that's that's where we've kind of lost a, lost games um, other clubs do it well you know GWS and fairness you know they've obviously have a very very uh, young list but they've brought in players like uh, Shaw a few of those money ball players yeah yeah exactly money ball players exactly right so yeah I'm, I'm happy we've done it but I think at, at this as, as we sit right now I think we can't judge sauce on yeah. and I think there's well. a I think there'll be a lot of movement I think that number nine isn't guaranteed to be a pick as we've sort of yeah discussed and look, you know, he held his nerve. He was transparent, honest. Uh, the yeah. managers have come out and said that they're involved. The clubs have. There's no, you know, yep. goodwill is still there. Yep. Trading goodwill. Uh, so look, you know, the sweetener is, and I know a lot of Carlton fans were furious, you know, immediately after and probably following the next couple of days. But uh, th- there is a big sweetener by being able to get Jack Martin. Yeah, for absolutely. Free. Oh, and why would you overplay? No. You know, why wouldn't you play your hand when you know that's your plan B? Look, you're always going to be disappointed you know, you you want the results on the night and and things like that, and, and you know we we've obviously been a struggling club for for a long time, and we just it just sounded so good to we would if we got Papley and Martin on the night, you know it would have been, um, you know everyone would have been saying it's probably the one of the best trade periods by any club for for quite a while. Yeah, but. and look, yeah, that's 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 the thing. Both players nominated and wanted to come, so that's the exciting part. Yeah, one of the deals couldn't get done, but not through lack of desire and certainly, no. you know, you feel sorry for Papley in a way, you know, that he yeah. wanted to get there, he won't be there, but he nominated, he wanted to come. So that, that's yep. a good sign. And I think yeah, definitely that Martin for, for free via the PSD yep. certainly sweetens the deal. And I think, you know, a lot of Carlton supporters have come around a bit yep. as a result of that. Yeah. And I, yeah, if we get, like I said, if we get Martin um, in the, in the, in the PSD, then I think it's been a tick f- for, for the, for Sosson and for the trade teams. And as uh, Meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad. Yep, he did. So, yeah. He also said he'd, he'd do anything for love. And we still haven't worked out what, except for what he won't do. <laughs> and what won't he do for love? Because I'd like to know. <laughs> we, um, did you see the stuff about uh, Campbell Brown in the in the news this, this week? Oh, I certainly did and took a keen interest in it. Yep. So, so Campbell ha- Brown's come out and... and pretty much confirmed what we already knew that Hawthorne deliberately flooded players to stop or to prevent Favola kicking uh, 100 goals in the last round. Yeah, it was a clear directive. He's yep. admitted it was a clear directive from Clarkson to just drop three or four. They weren't concerned at that stage. Scummy. I was so far up. It's scummy <laughs> behaviour. So let's, we kind of, bit of background to it. Martin kicked, sorry. Um, Franklin. Franklin kicked 100 goals that no, I don't think he kicked over. I think he ended oh, up with he ended 100. Up more, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Hawthorne were going to play in the finals. Carlton weren't. And they must have been 
50, 60 points, 70 points yeah, up it was, at it was a typical. Stage. It was a typical Hawthorne thrashing of Carlton. And Favola went in at half-time. I think he had uh, no goals, two or no goals, three yep. to his name. He needed eight goals. I think he was on 92, he needed eight goals to hit the, the ton. Yep. And he went in at half-time, no goals, three. You think it's not going to happen at all. Comes out, catches fire in the second half, kicks seven second-half goals yeah. to take him to 99. <laughs> yep. And then Clarkson directs players. Says, "I'm it not is. interested in. I'm not interested Such, in the game apart from yeah. stopping Favola from kicking a hundred. Uh, it's really. I just. We always we always it's knew that's burnt. what. Yeah, it's it, burnt all this time, and oh, it pisses me it, off. It, no, it, it, it used to burn. But we knew, we always knew it, but it, for Brown to come out and apologise, it just it just um just reiterates that that was the plan all along, and just why why would you you know. Scummy Clarkson. Oh, it's really scummy. I, I it hate do, it. It doesn't. It doesn't ease my hurt whatsoever. Nah, unfortunately. Nah. nah th- thanks for the apology. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, um. And also in other news, we had. Um, There's been a lot of news. There has even been recently, huh? Deluca, um, delisted. Obviously, the the first pick in in the mid season draft. Um, I guess half a season at the club. Yeah. He played. What he end up playing? Maybe four or five. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Kicked a telling goal and um, big move to move over from Western Australia for half a year. Yeah, yep. It's and then to get the flick, I mean, there's talk that he'll he'll train with the Blues over the preseason with the view of being re-rookied again. But yep, geez, you'd be disappointed if you if you were him. But um, look, I can understand it from a club point of view because you know I have my concerns about how much value or what he offers or brings to the club. Yeah. What well, I mean? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, we we obviously had um, he kind of brought in to play um, that small forward with Gibbons, and and it wasn't a success, was it? Well, I just don't think he doesn't have a huge amount of pace. Um, no, he's not big. He's a very honest footballer. Yeah, the thing, and, and, and he's obviously he's a gun because he's you know in the waffle. He that's was exactly obviously, right. It's, it's, but you know, you know there relative. is a bit, there is a big um, you know we've seen players like Nick Graham who absolutely carved up. When he was playing the twos, but just couldn't really ever um, find consistency at AFL level. So he's he's just unfortunately one of those really fringe players that you know he had a chance this year to you know he by he by no means disgraced himself in any games. He he did some good things, but yeah, just and, and you can't see it going forward. No, and you hope that an improving Carlton players like that will have less players like that yeah. I and mean, we've had them over the journeyman you know to oh, look, and and over the years. I wouldn't mind if we re-rookied him um, but once again smart. I think it's a smart move see what's out there yeah. and if you're not going to get better you yeah. bring him back but I mean if we had injuries which we tend to always do in the year um, he's by no means a bad player that comes in and, no. and fills that role but, you but do he, have won't, li- he won't be playing in the, in the best 22 if, if we had it our yeah. way no and you do have list limitations you know you've got to yep. carry a, a finalised list into the season yes. so yep. you know it's not a never ending list so you can have a, you know a more than I think it's 46, 47 that yep. you, you carry in there so look we'll see what happens but I mean if he doesn't come back congratulations uh, you've played for the Navy Blues you've kicked a very critical goal yep. for a win yep. um all the best to you, but yeah, we might see him around still. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, speaking of others, you know, re-signings this time rather than delistings. Uh, your boy Levi. Yeah, Levi Casbolt. Yeah, I'm. 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 He and Matty Cottrell have both signed one yeah. year's one on the main list, one on the the rookie list. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they're both great signings. Um, Levi was unbelievable for us well, this year. Did he come fifth in the BNF? Is that what I read? I mean, I was overseas and. 
trying to keep abreast of it all, but I think he might have come fifth in the BNF. Yeah, I'm not, anyway. Yeah, he, I'm pretty he, certain he did well. Ten. He was he was awesome this year. He um he went he got a lot he of went back. He went back. He went forward. Um, his kicking's improved over the last couple of years. I reckon he's a really critical player because we've got a lot of tall forwards and backs, but inevitably there's going to be injuries. And you know, I I still think he's probably in our he's in our best twenty two. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he like he got a lot of our votes. Yeah, when we no, were, we were voting on games, um, he had a very good season like i said moved to the back line when he had to with jones yep. being out and he was he played some very good football yeah. what is he 29 or so now i mean carlton done the right thing i guess they've offered him the one year um and he seems to play a lot better in his last year of contracts as it is but i mean it's probably a bit risky only putting the one year out yeah there i, I would have liked to have seen a two year yeah, yeah i mean end of the day it's probably the balls back in carlton's court in a way like the club because if next year wait and see and they've got a bit more flexibility that way but nobody i'm guessing there weren't too many too many other takers to sign him for two years no and yeah, look he, and he's, he's a carlton supporter you know he's, he's come out and said that you know yeah he was and, a carlton supporter and to play for carlton and carlton's be, put a lot of time they into have him. They and have, you know yeah. it's great to see his development because yeah i think you i don't like the one year because i think if he has a year similar to you know yeah it's it's great from the Carlton perspective that you can evaluate another year and see what we want to do. But, you know, on the flip side, it, it makes us vulnerable to, to other clubs that want to want to grab him. And yeah, we're in the same situation next year. Exactly. So, no, but well done to Matty Cottrell for also getting... Um, yeah, and look, showing yeah. a lot of signs. Uh, yeah. Picked up, and we all knew he was an elite runner. 18-year-old um, came in and just... From all accounts, we're not biggest uh, VFL watchers, but no. um, it just got better and better as the year went on. Yeah, so, so that's all you can hope for for a yeah. player like that. And, you know, he's probably potentially not too far off a, a debut if he keeps that uh, improvement. Yeah. Another person that uh, has been thrown around the rookie, being uh, back on the rookie list by his own admissions, Daisy Thomas. He's, it looks like he's pretty keen to get back to the club. And, Would you take him back? <laughs> I think that ship might have sailed. But, uh, yeah, but why? Nice well, we've got Eddie Betts back, and he's older than Thomas. Yeah, oh, I think. Yeah, I think, I think he's like a year older too. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, Betts, uh, Betts born in eighty six. I think Thomas was. Oh, maybe eighty eight. Either way, yeah. but um, oh, I mean, we we know like we were we were pretty surprised that uh. He was delisted, and I guess that opened up the list a little bit for some flexibility. But uh, I guess stranger things have happened. And he had a good—he had a good year. Um, oh, yeah, he probably had his best year. Yeah, for the Blues didn't he? So yep. But um, yeah, I'm not so sure. I think uh, they're moving on. But it was a good cheeky dig, and he keeps putting his hand up on social media, doesn't he? It's a real shame that we couldn't have kind of given him a more permanent role in the forward line. I think because he can find the goals. Um, he's probably just lost a lot of his pace, but um, I, I kind of wish we did play him a bit more. When yeah. we really had that, um, you know, lack of small forwards, as we've mentioned several times today, um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him play there. But we obviously had Doherty out and he had to fill the role. Yeah, and, you know, we are talking about money ball players earlier. It wouldn't be that surprising if another club in the right position picked him up as yeah. some insurance. Yeah, You've got a ready-made, knowledgeable yep. player. Yeah. Um, so, you know, who knows? And we'll see how he goes. Just talking about the draft before, it's always described as um, you know the players are really dictating. You know they they want to go somewhere they get there. I kind of the one thing I did like about this year's draft, even though we didn't get our man Papley, we didn't get Martin, but it's nice to see that the clubs are kind of taking back a bit. Yeah, a bit of the power. There's been a bit of a. Do shift. you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a shift in that balance of power for. for for certain, and yeah. it's probably not a bad thing. I no, mean, not at all. I mean, I just don't like 
you know, look, I wanted Tom Papley, but if the shoe was on the other foot um, and we had a player, say a Kerno or or similar, who was contracted for another few years, and they just, you know, you you sign the contract, you can't then just kind yeah, of yeah, and you know, a long contract, you're happy yeah. there, you know, it's it's you know, celebrated that contract signing, yeah, long term picture, you know. Yeah, planning is all done for the long term for that club, and you know they didn't want to lose a Papley, and fair enough, just like we really wanted a Papley because of his yeah. value. They didn't want to lose someone of that value. But it's good to see that there, there has been a bit of a shift, and in it's, power it's interesting. It back it's to this, the this year, isn't it? Yeah, this, this year it's happened, and we're seeing it with with other sports as well. Um, you know, the NBA in particular, where players really dictate where they go, and you know, at the end of the day, contracts really don't mean a lot. So it was good to see that, you know, even to a degree, Gold Coast, you know, you, you can't get bullied all the time into into giving up yeah picks if you don't want to do it and if players want to go well you know think about contract. signing those contracts you know i think there'll yeah. be more thought given to that and it'll be interesting interesting to see what happens next year whether there's sort of that trend continues or if it's bucked again but um yeah the clubs did stand back this year did stand yeah. up this year didn't yeah they, they, did. they sort of fought back yeah so um it's good to see because you know while it didn't suit us this year we've got a lot of talent on our list and i'm sure over the next coming years, uh, players uh, players will be poached from Carlton or attempted to be. So we want Carlton to stand firm and and hopefully just uh, keep these you know young guns. Yeah, which is interesting though, and I think there'll be a lot of eyes on uh, Joe Danaher and probably Tom Papley as well to see how they go returning to their club. I mean, especially the Joe Danaher one, where yeah. it'll look like he wanted to leave because uh, he was sick of the spotlight. Well, he's going to be uh, yeah, he's going to be burning from being in that spotlight. Uh, yeah, and it's next season. It must be you know. I actually feel sorry for Joe Danaher. He's you know, obviously he thought the deal was going to get done um, to come out publicly and for Sydney to come out publicly, and then they obviously you know. It was, it was mishandled. Mishandled, yeah, really badly. And I've been thinking about, in relation to Papley, do we want him to have a really good year or do we want him to have a poor year? So a poor year would indicate maybe he's not the player, you know, because he had a he had a cracking season this year, kicked 37 goals. He had his best year. And but he if he has another good, good year, it's just going to make it more difficult to get him. And Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And it's a tricky one watching it, but I mean... And there's a lot of good players that are going to be available next year. You know, um, got um, from GWS, Lockie Whitfield. So there'll be, you know, maybe our priorities might change. And and that's that's why, yeah, you know, that, that pick number nine might be on the move. Yep. To, to load us up to get that, uh, you know, free agent or to trade for, you know, an established contracted yep. player. And look, getting back to just the, the trade discussions and, yep. you know, the report cards done by the media... You know, after the period's done, immediately yeah. done, that uh, you know, it's not always who signs the most players no. wins. No. And I think there seems to be sort of that that thought in the community, in the AFL community, especially with the you know the journalists, yeah. that that's the case that you identify your players, and if you can get them, um, you've won. But uh, you know, in the case of St Kilda, they've signed five players, they've targeted good on them, but it's often what you give up yeah. to get them, and it's you know not a far sale. You know, no. you, you though I think though in saying that, I think. I think St Kilda did pretty well and they got a couple of good players. Well, they secured who they wanted, but I mean, you know, everyone's uh, value increases around trade period and yeah. what would otherwise just be sort of average run-of-the-mill players yeah. suddenly are stars, so... Yep. And look, lastly, you should probably, you know, send a shout-out to Taylor Harris, who's yes. recently been crowned the Australian champion in boxing, so... That's awesome. Congratulations, Taylor. 
you know, what an athlete, huh? Yeah, unbelievable. Two, two, two sports that are very yeah. physically demanding, and uh, you know, she's at the top of a game at both of them. So yeah, no, that's well great. done, Taylor. Well done, Taylor. All right, so we'll wrap up today, but um, we're it's been good being back. Yeah, it's good being back. We're going to come out. I mean, there's still still a lot to happen in the next oh. uh, while, so we'll be we'll be. Um, we won't be having this big be- hiatus. I don't think Christian can afford another holiday. Um, no, no, no leave at work, so I'll be here in Melbourne. Now, nah, beautiful. And we're going to also do a couple of pods about, um, like we said last year, uh, sorry, like we said last pod, that um, might do the, the team of the century or the best, worst team of the century. Yeah, look, we might loosen up and put a few fun teams in, uh, make it a bit yeah, more humorous, hopefully, or a bit light-hearted and put a few teams together. So if you've got any suggestions... For teams, we'll do the research, we'll present the show, but uh, send through any uh, you know teams of the century you think of, whether it's the uh, you know ugliest Carlton footballers. That's probably a bit rough, <laughs> that's isn't a bit, it? That's a bit rough, mate. But <laughs> slow I'm, Carlton footballers. Oh, yeah, we've got a few of them. But I, I think the best worst. Yeah, I'm just thinking. We'll just, I'm just thinking. Just, just being straight. I'm thinking Barnaby be French might be in the ruck. It's, it's an exciting proposition to put forward, <laughs> it is. isn't it? But we might have a few challenges, but we'll have to think about the criteria on that one. All right. Well, uh, until, until next time. Yeah, look, it's been great. See you in the next podcast. Thank you.